Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, July 31st, 2020, the last day of the seventh month of this year. I always give the date verbally and in print just in case one of the tech giants decides to cancel me. It might still be possible to find past archived issues of the Castle Report through the date. The Castle family is fine today, doing well in its efforts to avoid the despair that many are feeling right now. The, ca the family daughter got word this week that maybe, just maybe, some flights from her island will be allowed starting September 1st, so we pray for her. We wait and we try to avoid disaster. Speaking of despair, I do notice quite a bit of it in the country today. Despair means without hope, many people Today, you're unsure where their hope is supposed to come from. People are in despair for many reasons. Among them, the virus and the riots, the looting, the anarchy that they see portrayed on their video screens. These are all problems that are very difficult to understand, especially for someone who has only the information provided by media with an ax to grind. The virus and its subsequent problems, we are often told, should be left to the experts. So the technocrats, such as Anthony Fauci, should decide the future of the entire world. Who elected Dr. Fauci to any office or who among us gave him the authority to decide our future? Should elected politicians not defer to the experts, then criticism quickly follows. They must not only defer to the experts, but the experts whose opinions are the preferred ones. Mr. Average, then, is in despair because he knows his life has been turned upside down, but he doesn't know why. He is told he should not attend church. He should not attend a sporting event or a concert. But if he wants to attend a mass protest, well, that'll be just fine. His kids are afraid to attend school, but they must attend. He can't take his family anywhere to relieve the pressure of confinement. He is criticized by some for wearing a mask, criticized by others for not wearing a mask. He suspects that the mask is nothing more than a meaningless symbol to satisfy the mob, but he puts it on anyway to avoid their criticism. Now let's look at the source of much of his despair. What is the cause of the, quote, peaceful protests? The protests really are peaceful, at least. That is what we are expected to believe. What has been happening in Portland and Seattle? Small groups of peaceful people simply expressing their opinions about something. Armies of federal stormtroopers arrest them and molest them for no reason whatsoever. Let's take a look at what one very well-known journalist our commenter recently said about Portland, Nicholas Kristof, writing for the opinion pages of the New York Times last Sunday, said this, quote, to watch Fox News is to learn from Sean Hannity that the Rose City of Portland is like a war zone that has been, in Tucker Carlson's words, destroyed by the mob. So I invite Hannity and Carlson to escape their bubble and visit Portland. Stroll along the Willamette River. Enjoy a glass of local Pinot Noir. They'll be safe. 
unless they venture at night into the two blocks beside the federal courthouse. Citizens need to be vigilant there, for armed groups periodically storm the streets to attack peaceful visitors. I'm talking, of course, about the uninvited federal forces. In quote, Mr. Kristoff is not a journalist. For journalists watch, do research, and write the truth as their eyes and research reveal the truth to them. Mr. Kristoff, on the other hand, writing for the greatest newspaper in the world, seeks to persuade us to persuade the public rather than to inform the public. Let me give you one final Kristoff quote to illustrate my point. Quote, so let's be real. Trump isn't trying to quell violence in Portland. No, he's provoking it to divert attention from 140,000 COVID-19 deaths in the United States. Once again, he's fear-gassing peaceful protesters to generate a photo op, and he's doing this every night in downtown Portland, end quote. Those are not the words of a journalist, but I don't suppose Mr. Kristoff even pretends to be a journalist. He's an opinion writer. I often wonder how he can so deftly determine the motivation of the President of the United States to observe an action. To have an opinion about that action is one thing, but to know the motivation behind it is quite another. Perhaps some of the virus deaths resulted from the peaceful protests that he described so well. Perhaps some resulted from some Pinot Noir strolls along the Willamette River. In any event, there are other views of what has been happening in Portland. The other day, Attorney General Barr was called to testify before the House Judiciary Committee about the use of federal officers to protect federal property and to quell disturbances. Let me give you a few words. From his opening statement, quote, when officers respond to an emergency, whether a catastrophe like 9-11 or an everyday crime, they do not set out to protect white people or black people. They risk and sometimes give their lives to protect and serve all people. All people owe them thanks. When a community turns on and pillories its own police, Officers naturally become more risk adverse and crime rates soar, unfortunately. We're seeing that now in many of our major cities. This is a critical problem that exists apart from disagreements on other issues. The threat to black lives posed by crime on the streets is massively greater than any threat posed by police misconduct. The leading cause of death for young black males is homicide every year. Approximately 7,500 black Americans are victims of homicide. That <clears throat> the vast majority of them, around 90%, are killed by other blacks, mainly by gunfire. Each of those lives matters. Finally, I want to address a different breakdown in the rule of law that we have witnessed over the past two months in the wake of George Floyd's death. Violent writers and anarchists have hijacked legitimate protests to wreak senseless, senseless havoc and destruction on the innocent victims. The current situation in Portland is a telling example. Every night for the past two months, a mob of hundreds of rioters has laid siege to the federal courthouse and other nearby federal property. The rioters arrive equipped for a fight, armed with powerful slingshots, tasers, sledgehammers, saws, knives, rifles, and explosive devices inside the courthouse are a relatively small number of federal law enforcement personnel charged with a defensive mission 
to protect the courthouse, home to Article III federal judges, from being overrun and destroyed, end quote. He went on to say, Mr. Barr, that is, in his actual testimony, that peaceful protesters do not throw explosives into federal courthouses. And he said we should all agree as Americans that armed mobs cannot be allowed to operate beyond government or tear down federal courthouses. What causes the two different points of view of the same thing? Mr. Kristoff and Mr. Barr, two different views. Which one are we to believe the two views are so different that can't both possibly be true. I know which view my Republican friends believe. I know which view my Democrat friends believe. If the picture told to us is false, why would Nicholas Kristof make up such a potentially damaging lie, publish it as the view of the New York Times? Some went much further than Mr. Kristof in their description of the officer sent by the president to Portland, the Democrat majority whip in the House of Representatives, James Clyburn, endorsed the opinion of the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States Congress, Nancy Pelosi, quote, the use of stormtroopers under the guise of law and order is a tactic that is not appropriate to our country in any way, end quote. Mr. Clyburn went on to describe the federal officers as stormtroopers as well. So they are equated as equal to Adolf Hitler's stormtroopers, his brown shirts, his street thugs. I used to have a hard time understanding all this. Sometimes I still do. But I think I have at least a partial handle on it. The Democrats hate Donald Trump so much they're willing to say just about anything that might serve to hurt him in the coming election. They spew out the most demeaning vile language on subjects that could cause permanent harm to the nation just to hurt Trump's election chances. When you think about it, they must not have much faith in the polls we read about constantly, which show Joe Biden with a double-digit lead. Come to think of it, they must not have much faith in Joe Biden either. They do create problems for themselves, though. A recent court ruling in the Democrat city of Milwaukee that police had to quit using tear gas or pepper spray for crowd control caused 100 different police organizations to withdraw from an agreement they had made to provide security at the Democrat National Convention to be held there. Later this year, if I were a person truly interested in the lives of black people and the welfare of black people, which I am, I am such a person, I would be an advocate of more police funding, not less. Why? Because the withdrawal of police from cities which defund them has caused disastrous problems. Violent crime in Democrat cities across the nation is soaring compared to years past. In Chicago, for example, this has been a record month. Congratulations for the record to Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot for having more than 100 murders in a single month month of July. The number uh, today still awaits tabulation, but through yesterday, 584 people have been shot on the streets of Chicago, 103 of them dead, shot to death, murdered. Yes, indeed, Mayor. Congratulations on doing the worst job for black people of any mayor in the history of this country. Those numbers remind me a little of the days 
During the Vietnam War, when kill counts were very important, the cameras were waiting to see how many bodies could be pushed into the pits compared to the bodies you sent home to their mamas. They really are similar. Both just make about the same amount of sense. But there's one difference. The media in Vietnam was more than willing to look at the bodies and to tell the people back home that the war was going just very well. In Chicago, on the other hand, and other Democrat cities, the media won't even report that there is a war, let alone show us the bodies. Mayor Lightfoot, to her credit, admits that if she ever had control of Chicago, she doesn't have it now. When the strict gun laws of Chicago are pointed out to her, she just shrugs and says, well, the guns are coming in from other areas that don't have gun laws. Well, Mayor, I guess that's partially true. Places like Mexico, perhaps. How are other more populated cities doing so much better than yours, Mayor? Democrats, especially city mayors, need the police. They need their support. Right now, the violence is so great in the no-go zones of major Democrat cities that it's going to take a long time, perhaps years, to regain control of those streets if it can ever be done. I get the feeling that the riots and the looting of recent months have been a distraction or, in military terms, a diversion. Democrats and Republicans, liberal, liberals and conservatives, black, white, Hispanic, young people, old people, and the pseudo-sexual people against everyone else in the human race. If we could all just realize we're all part of the human race, everyone in the human race is under attack right now. We're being diverted from that attack. The human race is at war against the technocrats who seek to monitor, tabulate, control, just as a cattle farmer wants to monitor and control his cattle for the first time in the history of our race, first time in the history of the human race on planet Earth, technology has caught up with the dreams of technocrats. We are in danger of extermination, but not violent extermination as with nuclear weapons. In the sick dreams of the technocrats, we would still be alive, most of us anyway, just as the cattle are temporarily alive. Finally, folks. It's hard not to be in despair when all this is considered. Where is the hope that drives away despair? When you take away God, it's hard to, hard to hire enough police. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.